this episode of the WP Candy Podcast, we are switching to a new format. In the first segment, Brian Krogsgaard and I will recap a bit more on 2011 and what WP Candy accomplished. Then I sit down for an interview with Automatic's Andy Skelton and Johan Asmussen to discuss the year-end reports generated for WordPress.com and Jetpack users. I'm your host, Ryan Immel, editor-in-chief of WP Candy, and this is the WP Candy Podcast. So, 2011... Uh, that's my way of starting it, <laughs> starting the conversation. <laughs> um, yeah, lots of lots of stuff happened. I, you know, we, we didn't really prepare anything to talk about it here, aside from kind of I'm looking over the the year in review post uh, that went up last week. And I mean, I guess the one sort of initial comment I have is that a lot more happened than I thought before putting the post together. Yeah, it's kind of amazing how time goes so fast, but you can squeeze so much into it sometimes. Yeah, well, and I was actually surprised by mo- like for the most part because I don't feel like I did as much as I wanted to in 2011. So it's kind of like, <laughs> oh, that's actually not terrible. That's kind of cool. Uh, if you're slightly less lazy, you could have done double oh, this. So much more. Yeah, that I should. So for this next year, I'm going to also simultaneously prepare a what like 2012 could have been post. Exactly. That way, everyone can know just how let down they should feel. Um, yeah, uh, you've, you've been, you've been involved with the site, uh, and that's kind of why, you know, I asked you to, to come on and talk about this in some form or another since, I think, what do we say? It was like fall of 2010 when you first contributed a post. Yeah, I think September of 2010. Yeah. And then all through 2011 posts and, and podcasts and just all sorts of, of the madness that happens, uh, mm-hmm. on the site. So who better to just aimlessly blather on about 2011 with <laughs> um one yeah one thing that that i think is that, that probably has um been the most useful thing for me to realize is that like the the involvement of the community on the site has increased but traffic and not a, hasn't really in a huge way like there were spikes throughout the year but pretty much it stayed kind of where it was which could be seen as a negative like i could really get down and 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 because everybody wants to see traffic, you know, skyrocket and everything. Uh, but really, I just see it as okay. So this thing that the site was started to do, which was cover WordPress news, seems to be in a place where it's kind of capturing the audience that's interested in that. And and I kind of want to. My my takeaway from that is to expand the site into doing other things too. Yeah, I think uh, WP Candy's primary reputation is with WordPress news, and a lot of that's pretty inside baseball. Yeah, and. I think from that standpoint, people found out about the reemergence of WP Candy in 2010 pretty quickly. So you would automatically get a pretty big following from people that are interested in inside baseball. Uh, but the growth would be, you know, slow from that from that type of person. Um, but I think overall growth sure has potential. Like in the 2011 top posts, some mm-hmm. of those things you talked about, you know, they're less, that's less inside baseball stuff and more, you know, people looking for answers online. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think um, I'm finally, uh, really the last half of the year, um, the, 
the, the team of contributors of authors on the site really started to kind of come together. So I'm, I'm feeling more confident to start branching out a little bit. And by branching out, I mean we're going to be like selling candy. It's going to be chocolates. <laughs> and that's I, I hope that's I think that's really what this target demographic is interested in. Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, yeah. Um, Mint what, so pillows. What, <laughs> it's all, yeah, no, we're selling out. It's all just merchandise, just <laughs> branded. Like, what's that? You, you watch that, um, uh, do you ever watch Parks and Rec? It's no, a, that's a funny show, but the, the one, it's a small town. The guy starts a business and they don't do anything but makes stuff with their brand on it. It's kind of like the, the quintessential bad business thing. Like, what do you guys do? Ah, we, you know, we'll get to that. In the meantime, <laughs> we make branded back scratchers and, so I think that's the smart direction to go in 2012. Yeah. What uh, what was your? Um, I'm trying. I'm only asking because I'm trying to think of mine. Uh, what was your favorite like thing in 2011? Or do you have one? I, I, honestly, I think one of my favorites is some of the stuff that or the. I really like the uh, first taste that we started doing just in the last few months. Even though it's really at the end of the year, I think that was one of the coolest uh, new things. Yeah, I think shows in general. Uh, yeah, is. A place where WP Candy is doing something that nobody else is really doing uh, with a series of different shows, with the podcast and with First Taste and WP Late Night and uh, the Sweet Plug-In and then hopefully another one that we've talked about a little bit coming mm -hmm. up. And mm -hmm. I, think, I think there's a void out there in the web development uh, genre as a whole, but also in WordPress where... You know, people are working, so they're not going to read necessarily all day, but they'd certainly listen or watch something in the background. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a, a nice aspect of the site. Um, I also think that WP Candy Pros was an uh, innovative thing and where we entered a different space, uh, or you entered a different space that's uh, pretty worthwhile. So I think that one will be neat to see it grow in 2012 as you know, you're able to invest more time in it now that there's more contributors doing other things. And right. I think it'll be cool. Yeah. Pros is pretty neat. I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. I was actually, I was surprised to see that sort of the top three or four, you know, kind of, um, not really sources of traffic, but you know, landing pages that people came to the most often. Yeah. I liked, Oh, the madness was cool too. That was just sort of a fun game. I, I did like I've had, it's kind of funny. There are requests here and there to do more kind of gamey stuff, and, and that's I think that's more for core, sort of the uh, you know the core um, people in the community or members of the site that are really into that stuff. But people really like you know playing around, and that's it's it's and it's and talk about like your super niche at that point. Yeah, <laughs> like you're talking, you know, but yeah, that was that was really cool, and I, I look forward to to making that a little bit bigger this next year too. So what about yourself? Uh, that's a good question. Honestly, the the <laughs> I, if I like, yeah, because it's my question. I think probably in 2011, the thing that most excites me is pressed ads. Which, if you'd asked me what it was going to be in in 2010, I probably wouldn't have said that. Um, but pressed ads is sort of the the culmination of the idea in January, which was to find a way for the community to support WP Candy, which is what the, the, the powered by system was. And then that sort of, you know, naturally evolved or, or grew into pressed ads, which is now, you know, uh, a 
businesses in the community supporting not only WP Candy but a bunch of other WordPress-related sites. And I think that uh, has a lot of potential to grow and really do some cool stuff um, in the next year because it's only been out for three, four months, and it's already doing some really neat stuff. So that that would probably be, looking back, I would say probably the biggest accomplishment of the site in, in 2011. Um, so, yeah, that'd be mine. Yes, I talk to you or on chat, Skype, something pretty much every day, and it's always funny when I see press tabs on a random site that I didn't know it was there yet. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's it's the cool. The reach it's kinda, is growing. Well, it's a ad that people don't mind having because mm-hmm. you know it's targeted to their network and their community. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I think it's very cool. And, and I mean, having started the year uh, and really started the site back up, saying you know ads aren't the right way to go for WP Candy and then kind of f- figuring out a way that worked. Uh, you know, playing in some other areas, you know, mentioned videos and, and of course, the, uh, the the print magazine, which is on the way. And in both of those instances, the question comes up at some points where it's like, okay, well, what about ads in this? Like videos, the shows on the site, you know, putting them up on YouTube or Vimeo or wherever else, I mean, that's not a direct source of revenue at all for the site. That's just creating cool stuff because it's fun to do uh and uh and there and you know with anything in print the question of advertising comes up at some point but in both cases i kind of step back and go well it took i I didn't feel confident or comfortable with any particular ad system until you know really halfway through 2011 when i started to see stuff that worked and i have no idea what like and and i feel like pressed ads is the right way to do ads online but i still don't know what the right video way or print way is for you know the stuff that the WP Candy's doing. So I'd much I, I'd much rather hold off until I'm sure about that. And obviously, if you never have to do it, all the better. But uh, there was there was some site where I was watching a series of videos the other day, and it and it I think pulled it off in an interesting way. But you know that's kind of getting off track. I think every two minutes break into a thirty second commercial. Yeah, that that well, this is obviously. I mean there. Just during our conversation here, I'm going to cut it up and put in three or four different ads. I mean, that's obviously, I think we're, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a no-brainer. I think that I think videos can come in time, but it's nice to have some way for you to be able to monetize the site and help the help WP Candy scale into being able to provide different types of content. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was the other thing I forgot uh, the uh, the tag clouds. Um, yeah, did it? Uh, did these uh, at the end of. 2010, which was really kind of the first couple months, you know, exploding content, putting a bunch of stuff out there, and then did it again now. And rather than uh, use like a template to generate uh, the tag cloud, because that technically that would kind of it wouldn't break over time, but it would become less representative of what really happened. Like I created the tag clouds and then kind of copy and pasted everything over, so it's a a, a true representation of just that point in time. So that next year we can do it again and see how that cloud has changed uh i mean the obvious change is that a lot more people and companies were were covered a lot more events too um and what i like is that there are a lot fewer kind of standouts in terms of big names like people being talked about a lot it's Mm -hmm. kind of more even which which i like yeah i think um did about as good of a job as you can on that and one of the things you know periodically WP Candy's criticized and kind of unfairly for uh, covering this, but not that. And I, we need to put out like a 
a guide, a, a guide to how to make it easy for someone to cover what you're doing. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And I think the common theme that we see is the people that have their names pretty big. It's not necessarily what they're offering, but you know, they have videos, they have banners, they have a lot of information that's out there and they're sharing what they're doing that makes mm-hmm. it easier for us to share with the community at large uh, what they're doing. Yeah. You know, that'd yeah, be yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> for people that are wondering why their name's so small or why they didn't get a bunch of coverage, you know, one of the things that they can do is make it easier for people to cover them. Absolutely. Well, and and and, and that's also one thing that I want to do better this year is is kind of increasing the the not only the depth but some of the breadth of coverage because like you said it is like there's still potentially some cool stuff happening out there. Some of it's just hard to find because not everybody. I mean, it's kind of funny that not everybody running a WordPress business uh, really blogs a lot <laughs> or or does a good job communicating that way. But that doesn't mean that. I mean, there's still cool stuff going on out there. We just have to uh, dig a little bit more. So that should happen as well. And a lot of uh, non-WordCamp events start showing up in the coverage too, and some meetups and different kind of get-togethers WordPress-related, so that was cool too. Yeah, I think the WordUp events are interesting and uh, some of the stuff that uh, people have been talking about recently with just random WordPress meetups in addition to WordCamps, I think a lot of that's very positive. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Uh, Oh, and and as far as, I mean, the, the... content published tags i mean those are like categories and and they're kind of they look almost even uh because i don't think maybe the extremes were were tweaked just right on the on the sizes but i mean news is is predominantly what was written about in 2011 i'd like to see a lot more like we were talking about tutorials and reviews and honestly editorials uh, were one of the uh, i mean it, i think two editorials showed up in like the top 10 or 20 you know, pages on the site in 2011, mm-hmm. and we probably only had half a dozen really go up. So that's another area that can be really improved on. Yeah, I think 2012 will be a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, well, it has to be because, I mean, everything's done in 12 months, so we got to hurry <laughs> up and make a splash because, yeah, we're all we're all in trouble. According to the Mayans or Aztecs or whoever it was. <laughs> yeah, somebody said it, and it was, more people will probably say it. But All right, cool. Well, uh, uh, thanks for kind of taking a look back at this stuff, Brian, and, and thanks for finding time here and there to continue contributing to WP Candy. Sure thing. Hope to bump that up a little more in 2012. Yeah, you better. You're slacking. On the front end in addition to the back end. <laughs> there you go. Up next, I sit down to discuss the WordPress.com annual reports with the two automaticians who led the project, Andy and Yon. So I'm here with Andy and Yoan, uh, two automaticians, and I just wanted to – well, first of all, how are you guys doing? Nice, and thanks for uh, uh, having a few minutes to talk to me today. Sure. Pretty swell here. We're going to get that awesome two people on the – two other people on the call, so everybody's going to kind of be talking over each <laughs> other sometimes, which is fun. Uh, and, and I hope, uh, you know, the new year and everything – actually, this project that you guys worked on is kind of all about the new year or posts that people do – every year kind of looking back at stats and how their uh, blogs did in, in 2011, this annual reports project. Uh, I was talking to some of the other guys at WP Candy, and we seem to remember something in terms of an annual report last year, but nothing nearly like this. Uh, where did kind of this idea come from, and, and maybe what inspired uh, you guys and your team to work on it? Well, um, last year, 
a couple of months before the new year, um, Matt Mullenweg said, hey, let's send out these annual reports. And we're the team that does the, uh, the blog stats for Jetpack and for WordPress.com. So we were the natural team to, uh, to put it all together. And our first task was to find a threshold uh, of traffic or activity that would define which blogs would get the report and which would not. And we decided on a, what we thought was going to be a, a much lower threshold than we anticipated because we wanted to send it out to about a half million. That seemed like a good round number. Mm-hmm. Um, and that gets you pretty far down the long tail. So, uh, so we set up this threshold and found all these blogs and then started the process of compiling the data because if, if half a million people on January 1st and 2nd all descended on their reports and we had to query all these databases at once, it would have overwhelmed everything and shut down WordPress.com. Not wanting that, we decided to get the data ready in advance. And it actually took weeks of processing to get all this data. So it's really good that we didn't, uh, that we didn't just assume that the system could handle it. Wow, yeah, I wouldn't have. I, 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 that's interesting kind of hearing how much lead time uh, was necessary to kind of put that yeah, data we, in. Yeah, we spent just about all of December um, on this project between getting the data and, uh, and designing and putting it all together. And how, how big, I mean, you mentioned the uh, sort of the data team. Uh, just who all is involved? How many people make up that team? So Andy is the stats genius. Um, I am the designer. We have uh, uh, three, four other programmers, code wranglers on the team. So, and and we've we've had some growth this year. So we're six now, right? Um, I thought we were eight, but it's hard to tell because some people don't really work on stats. They. Uh, Right, eight. <laughs> I don't even understand. Yeah. Uh, so, how did the um, sort of how did the, the the data portion of the project and the design work together? I guess I'm, I'm assuming there was a point where where the uh, where where the design had to come around uh, and kind right. of meet with everybody else's work, right? So it's an interesting uh, chicken and the egg problem here because. Um, you want to present some interesting data that sort of celebrates the year of blogging that a blogger has experienced. But you also want to collect that data uh, before generating the report. So it's it's sort of a ping pong. Uh, and essentially it started with me making sort of a mock-up of what, data I thought would be interesting and relevant for an annual report, sort of, you know, just designing the entire email, because last year it was an email, this mm-hmm. year it's a, it's, a, it's a microsite, but just, you know, putting some numbers in there, some dummy numbers, and then having a conversation about that, Andy says, we can do that, we can't do that, and, and, and sort of taking it from there. So that's um, that's that's the process. What was the- yeah. there? There was a lot of back and forth between um, the data collection and the design, uh, and both things had to change as we went. It was like uh, 
kind of like a three-legged race. <laughs> there's uh, there's a lot of variation in the blogs that we wanted to send reports to. So if we had a section that was all about your commenters, um, and some people would have very interesting stuff there, and others would have like one comment all year. And somehow they still made the threshold. We wanted to send them a report, but we had to figure out some way to massage the, the text and everything so that it would still, um, if not uh, if not be very exciting, at least be inspiring, um, or maybe in a in a friendly way guilt you into working harder as a blogger next year. <laughs> right, motivating. Sure. Yeah, it was, Motiv- yeah, it was actually uh, the, one of the hardest parts was actually. Um, yeah, because because TechCrunch received an annual report, and that is a very busy site. And I received an annual report. That's not a very busy site. So we had to sort of uh, accommodate both extremes of the spectrum, the super high-volume blogs and the, the very low-traffic blogs, and make both reports interesting. Yeah, so you guys have obviously seen a lot more of these than I could possibly have seen. <laughs> uh what what are some of the different variants, I guess, that you take into account? Because I, I, I read on the site that, you know, different, uh, like the fireworks, you'll have different amounts of fireworks depending on the activity on the site. Uh, there's the um, kind of the visualization of visitors using, I think I saw a stadium in one and a museum in another. Uh, were there any other kind of variants on the page that I missed, kind of depending on the amount of traffic you saw? Um, I think we are excluding a couple of sections if there is no data. Isn't that correct, Andy? Uh, uh, I think we left out a sentence or two, something like that. Okay. The, uh, the thing about the, uh, the museums and the stadiums, um, we did something like that last year, and then this year I think we improved on it a bit. Um, and uh, so that was done with a pretty wide range of, of numbers. Like if you had a few thousand visitors all year, then we'd say it would take uh, 20 trips for a San Francisco cable car to move that many people. But if you had millions, then we'd start comparing you to things like um, uh, New York MoMA or Louvre or something with a, a huge number of people going through. Um, and one of my favorites was, um, it, it might have been TechCrunch or somebody like that, where we compared them to an exhibit at the Louvre or at, uh, at New York MoMA, and it was something like it would take 270 years for that many people to go through an exhibit. Wow. <laughs> That's cool. So right. compare, compare 20 cable cars to 270 years, um, and I guess... If you're the blogger receiving that, we we really want it to sound nice. We don't want to we don't want to make you feel bad. That's not what this is about. <laughs> right, right. And, and and obviously that threshold comes into play so that there's um you know you, you have you don't have a, a, a like a bread box sized version of that. You don't have a very tiny number of visitors. Uh, I would assume that those kind of get cut off on the bottom end of of the threshold that you set. Right. Right, the the smallest number was, um, I think, at least a thousand. So okay. yeah. we didn't have to say, uh, you know, you you could fit all of your visitors in a minivan. <laughs> you could have driven <laughs> them all to your site in an afternoon. Right. 
I, 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 there are a lot of edge cases when you're working with this sort of uh, amount of people where, where some bloggers will really want the report, others won't want it because it, it won't make sense for them. Uh, it, um, it's also a matter of uh, per perhaps your reason for blogging is not something that needs summarizing in an annual report. Perhaps, perhaps your goal is to simply archive baby photos. That is something I'm doing myself these days. There are mm. no comments and an annual report wouldn't make sense. So there were a, a, a bunch of variables in, in, in that threshold. Very interesting. So, so Andy, uh, your implementation of the fireworks I saw is on GitHub now. Can you talk a little bit about the challenges that you faced while working? I think it was the HTML canvas element, that, uh, and that was forked from another project, I think, also. But uh, I'm sure that was sort of a challenge, getting that to work in all browsers the way that you wanted it to. Yeah. Um, that was sort of the last challenge. The first was to make it pretty. <laughs> um, I started out with a project that uh, I, I love GitHub for this. You just find a project and hit one button, and now you have your own copy of it. Mm -hmm. um, so I started with this guy's project that he had um, he had set up a little particle fountain, and uh, and it would shoot off these three or four different um, colors and and. And particles would uh, would recycle themselves, so it didn't have any memory leaks. Um, and this implementation was really fast. Every every browser that supports Canvas could run it really easily, but it didn't really look like fireworks. It just looked like um, a, a fountain of, of pretty colors. So I uh, my first task was to turn it into rockets because the idea that I had was we would do a fireworks display that was like taking your entire calendar year and compressing it into a few minutes. And every time you published a post, we would fire off a rocket. And then the size of the explosion would be determined by how many um, comments and likes and views you got on that post. So if you're like me and you posted five times last year, um, you'd have a pretty slow-moving, not too exciting show. But then if, you're a, if your icon has cheeseburger or your TechCrunch or... Uh, uh, actually, Matt's blog, uh, matt.wordpress.com, was really good because he posted almost every day and sometimes several times a day. So um, while I was testing, I had the, the data sets from my blog, his blog, and, and uh, a few other busy ones to see what would happen. Uh, so then um, I had this timeline thing happening, but then I had fireworks that still just looked like these flat colored things. So you ever played around with uh, the different compositing modes in, uh, in Photoshop where you can have it add the colors together instead of just layering them? Ah, uh, yeah, okay. I never figured out what that would be good for until I started working on this project. But think about it a little bit. If, um, if you have a bunch of fireworks all in the same area of the sky... You can't really tell what color they are. They're so bright, they just burn your retinas of white. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
that's additive colors right there. So Canvas actually supports that. It's called lighter mode, and um, it's, it's really one line of code to just turn it into lighter mode. So then suddenly all the fireworks started to have these white centers and where they're really dense, they would be burned white. Um, and it reduces the saturation of the colors, but that's good because this white is what you're looking for in fireworks, the, um, the high contrast, and it has to look really bright and exciting and exploding. So that change made a huge difference. But then I still had these fireworks that were moving a long distance across the screen each frame. So there'd be a dot here, and then a dot there, and a dot there. So it still had it had motion, but it lacked the the way that fireworks streak in a continuous line. Every particle in the fireworks um, is a streak and not a series of dots. So the next task was to figure out how to do that, um, and that was uh, that was an interesting problem to solve. So that pretty much finished up the visual aspect, and this whole time I was just working in Chrome. And, uh, and then I started opening it up in other browsers, and I found out I had a lot more work to do. <laughs> because um, some browsers would, um, would stutter a lot. Um, it was impossible to keep the frame rate up, and I had to figure out, if, if not why, at least how to get around the problem. So I spent quite a lot of time... Um, doing sort of a variable frame rate, variable particle density, uh, variable timeline traversal rate. All these things vary depending on um, how quickly your browser can render the frames. And it actually tries to render 20 frames in advance. So if that, um, if that frame buffer starts to get thin, if there are only 10 frames, well, then we reduce the quality of, um, of the frames and slow them down so that it can catch up again. And hopefully the um, the result is even quality. It's not going to go really stuttery and then look really bad and then try to look really good again and get really stuttery again. It's um, it's a bit more uh, a bit more flattened out. So on my browser right now I can get about 80% performance. If I switch to Safari it pegs at 100. It just sits there. Safari is the best Canvas implementation for this <laughs> that we found. Um, Firefox, for me, sits around 40%, but it's smooth. So a, a lot fewer particles. It's not quite as impressive, but at least it's smooth. And it took me quite a while to figure out how to do all that stuff, too. Um, but, hey, the code's all up on GitHub if you're curious how it works. Yeah, and that's and that's great that... that, that Nobody else has to go through all that work to get the same result. Uh, that's that's really interesting, actually. And and Yohan, I was interested. I was interested also in your inspiration for the design side of the pages. Right. So as Andy mentioned, the white hot cores of the fireworks. Um, so essentially, I don't know how far back we should go here, but last year we had these. Uh, these monkey paintings, these uh, these abstract graphics, which we used as placeholders. If you had no images, there's this uh, crunchy numbers section, which shows your top images. If there are no images, you you received a monkey painting. I'll I'll send you a link to to those. Yeah, I want to see that. 
<laughs> so for this year, we wanted to do something different, something uh, a, a bit less abstract, and um, and so we we started talking about fireworks. Andy Andy had the idea for the fireworks, and and uh, I sort of tried to run with that idea. And obviously, for fireworks, you want the the black night sky. So uh, I, I, you know. For for these sort of design things, you you just want to go back to sort of the purpose of this whole thing, which is to to celebrate the uh, the blogging of a blogger, to sort of humanize and simplify and make sense of their stats, and and fireworks, you know, made sense to visually. <laughs> it's it's celebratory, so everything revolved around that. I added the city, and then um, then after that. Um, we needed to make the rest of the page interesting because you have this centerpiece fireworks that Andy worked so hard on and you want to let them shine. But obviously you've, you've got a pretty long page to scroll. So I looked at some um, World's Fair posters, some 1950s World's Fair posters, sort of the graphical style in those, and and try to make this sort of parallax scrolling thing where you'd see the fireworks in the horizon behind the city in the background and, and have this uh, very vintage design scrolling above it with carefully placed holes in the, in the page. You could see the fireworks beneath. And um, that, that's sort of the main design inspiration. Uh, but it really all revolves around the, the, the fireworks because uh, obviously it's the new year and we're celebrating your blog and so on. So Cool. Cool. And how, and how was the sort of what was the general reaction to folks seeing these and being able to visit them? Right. Uh, so yeah. in reblogging, that was uh, that was the reaction. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think reaction. anybody... I don't think anybody publicized their report out of out of dislike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of activity on Twitter, lots of activity. And and the actually the reason we upgraded the report for this year was the, the tremendously positive feedback we received last year. Last year we included a survey at the bottom of the email. It was an email only thing last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the year before that. This is 2012. I, I know, think. right? You forgetting right, um, and tremendously positive feedback. People really responded to the, you know, simplification of the data and, and, and so on. So, so we wanted to elaborate on that, and I, I think the reaction is is the same, if not more. Really interesting to see see something trending on Twitter. Absolutely, that's that's great. Was there anything when looking at? you know, the huge amount of data and sort of how people are using sites. Was there anything in particular that surprised you or, 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 or even that maybe you wanted to find a way to work into the report, but it just didn't work out? Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. I know that we added geo data this year, and that was not only because we thought it'd be interesting to see where in the world you receive the most visitors from, but also, you know, obviously the fact that it's a new feature in stats, mm-hmm. uh, which we couldn't have done the year before last year, t- 2010. Um, so, 
so that was one thing. We and we, you, um, we thought about doing a much higher resolution um, of data on that map. We have um, we have it down to I think country and region, which in the U.S. is states, and um, different countries have different uh, types of regions. But breaking it down into smaller bits than continents turned out to be a big um, design challenge, really. We, we weren't sure uh, whether a heat map would land well or if that would just be too much information or what. So we decided to um, keep it really low res. We just went by continents. So there's a map that has... Um, a, a different icon on each continent, and the size of the icon is how many people. And then I think we also said which countries were um, were most interested in your blog. So that was that was one area where we we backed off our um, our initial idea quite far. And and it looks like as well when you uh, if you roll over the different continents, it kind of gives a breakdown. Exactly. Yeah, yeah a little bit of a breakdown. Okay. Cool. Well, yeah. Uh, so an email one year, this obviously a much more elaborate project. Are you anticipating doing something like this again next year or, or I guess at the end of this year or maybe something different entirely? Yes, we <laughs> definitely want to do it again next year, but I do think we will sort of, uh, reel back on the ambitions. I think we, uh, I, I'm pretty proud of what we managed to do with with uh, with this year's report or last year's report, and I think it's in a good place. Uh, we'll obviously consider adding data if if any new features should trickle in, and and whatever else we learn during the year. But but I think we'll want to celebrate our own New Year's Eve this year <laughs> as opposed to sit in front of the computer. Um, yeah, we, so. were, we were pretty busy there on the 31st and uh, and getting all of the emails out and then finding the, bu the bugs in them and stopping the emails and fixing the bugs and resuming the job. Um, one thing that we changed this year was we sent the report to Jetpack blogs as well as WordPress.com blogs. And that was pretty well received. We're going to keep doing that. But we have to actually update the Jetpack plugin so that we can get the data that we need to make the report. It turns out that we didn't have access to all the right data because the internal API there um, lacked the ability. Like, I think um, it doesn't send us the comment count on each of your posts. And it doesn't send us... Um, we can't query it for every post ID that was published last year. So we actually have to update the Jetpack plugin sometime between now and late this year so that we can make a better report for next year. Hmm. Well, I, I, I mean, you guys should definitely be proud of it because I, you know, uh, I did receive one from a Jetpack or a, a blog running Jetpack, and I was actually disappointed because I didn't start running it earlier in the year because the stats and everything, you know, went back to, I think, you know, probably June or July or whenever I'd started running it halfway through the year. So it's it was certainly effective uh, in that I'll make sure that I always have that running in the future to get these sorts of reports. 
oh, for cool. my own sites as well. But, uh, yeah, uh, thanks a lot for talking to me, guys. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to throw out there? Uh, otherwise, I really appreciate your time and, and uh, tell me more about this annual report project. Sure. It was, this was fun. Yeah. Thanks, Ryan. Yep, and you guys have a great day. Do the same. Yeah, bye. See ya. That does it for episode 30 of the WP Candy Podcast. We're back to a weekly schedule again after the holidays and the start of the year. Along with the new format of our podcast, be sure to check out WP Late Night, which is a new podcast we have featuring myself, Brad Williams, and Dre Armada discussing WordPress issues every other week. Also check out Press Bits, a bite-sized podcast where WP Candy contributors share brief thoughts on WordPress. You can find these programs and others at wpcandy.com slash shows. 